Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3, good evening. It is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian. Time now for Culture Club. Uh, are you guilty of this? Creating uh, like an online account just for the sake of a one off discount or something like that? Guilty. <laughs> So am I. Thing is, according to a recent study by uh, Veritas Technologies, more than three-fifths of Gen Z consumers in Singapore have online accounts that they no longer use. So that means we're still Gen Z? That would be nice. Oh, I don't know. I mean, with all the stigma, maybe not. Uh, so a lot of us probably have like entertainment, shopping, pay, work-related, online mm-hmm. banking, healthcare accounts that we don't need, but then we don't close the account. Because the option to close the account is not readily visible when you're in your apps and things okay. like that. You need to yeah. really navigate On a desktop, right? Yeah. But what is this doing to, well, Dana Wastage taking up space? That's what we're going to find out with Andy Ng, Vice President and Managing Director for Asia South and Pacific Region at Veritas Technologies. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. Good evening. Happy to be here. So let's uh, start off with these unused <laughs> accounts, Andy. What, what are some of the factors that contribute to this high number of unused online accounts? Right. And, and it's not just Gen Zs, right? I think we're all guilty. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> according, according to our latest survey, more than half, in fact, 52% of Gen Z consumers in Singapore have actually never tried to close their unused accounts, right? So... Um, the survey also reviewed a perception gap among Gen Z that may correlate to having a higher number of unused accounts. So, for example, more than half, 56% in Singapore, failed to recognize the environmental impact of the electronic versions of their account and documents. Yet, nearly half, 40%, also said it's wrong for businesses to waste energy and cause pollution by storing unneeded information online. And some of the reasons, um, common reasons cited by Gen Z for not closing these accounts include, um, well, it doesn't matter to them. Um, about a third of them did not close their unused accounts because they might need it in the future. And about, about a fifth, 18% to be exact, hmm. did not do so as they can't remember their password. So we're seeing that <laughs> happening as well. So I think um, in terms of demographics, I think Gen Z falls into a category where most of their experience are shaped by digital in- interactions. So more of them simply might not be ready to close off their accounts because um, they attach a certain sentimental value to it. Okay, as you brought up, Andy, many are not aware, not just the Gen Z, but I think the boomers, uh, Gen X, <laughs> we're not aware of how much space our data is taking, uh, especially if they're unused. I mean, we, you know, for us, it's nothing because it's not really physically taking up uh, space. Exactly the opposite, right? If you aggregate all the users in the world. Mm-hmm. Think about it. In um, today's digital world, we don't think about storing data. Um, however, every online account generates cloud-based data, and there is a carbon footprint to mm. every single bid that is stored. Right? So, as you know, data storage requires power and cooling, even if the data is stored in a cloud-owned data center. And when an online accounts go unused, mm. this largely useless data associated with this account sit unused in a data center. And 
most of these data centers are mostly fossil fuel powered and operate 24-7 around the clock. And, and they are growing to accommodate the data growth. This is an interesting stat, right? We all know data centers are, have got a huge appetite for electricity and water, but it might surprise you to know data center actually accounts for 2% of all global, global carbon emissions. And that's about the same as the entire airline industry. So that, mm. that's on that for, for a bit. Yeah. Andy, um, can we blame hackers uh, for this? You know, people who hack into accounts and then the account is no longer useful, uh, not much is done, and the person just decides to create a brand new account, and if, especially where, where, where social media is concerned. Is, oh, is that number right. significant enough? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, right? They are not, not, just, not just in with large enterprises. They need to have, you know, multiple copies of data so that in the event that they get uh, breached or if there's ransomware, um, they've got a, a, a data to, to restore from. But uh, even as consumers, right, we keep multiple versions of our data and sometimes in multiple electronic devices. Mm-hmm. And what, what happens is when these devices are you know, discarded at some point, um, they become e-waste. And when e-waste is incinerated, um, it results in further carbon emissions. So, yeah, I mean, collectively, all these data hoarding actions, including, you know, cyber breaches and, and ransomware, all have an adverse impact on the environment as a whole. So what, what would be data hoarding, though, uh, Andy? I mean, I have... Uh, personally, almost one terabyte worth of pictures and videos in my Google Photos account. And I know many of them are duplicates, Uh but I just don't have time to go through everything and delete them all at once. Am I damaging the environment by doing this? Because I don't see these things physically myself. Right. So if you've got it on a device, the device in the probably, cloud, probably, you've got probably multiple versions. Right? Mm. And at some point, these devices are going to be incinerated. And um, as I've said earlier, it does have an impact. But even if your data is actually online in the cloud somewhere, it still has an impact because we've got all these data centers with all the cloud providers storing this data, and um, it's, it's, it's taking up a lot of resources, a lot of uh, electricity, and a lot of water, right? So um, there, are, there are a lot of things that you could do as a consumer uh, to reduce the, the data waste and, uh, and to minimize um, the footprint. Could AI come into play here to help us out? For example, an AI telling Tim, Tim, you have five versions of the same photo. Would you like to delete four of them? And then the AI helps us out. Right. Yeah, I mean, AI definitely um, has, yeah, and, and that's, that's what we're also incorporating in our, in our technology and our platform. So one of the things that we do is to, do, 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 is to dedupe a data. And deduplication meaning, you know, we will, we will look for um, repeated data um, mm-hmm. and, um, and also unnecessary copies of data that you keep. And then, um, you know, if it's an enterprise, there'll be a policy for you to then delete that um, to get rid of it so that you don't keep on backing it up um, day after day, week after week. I have a point to, to make on that one, uh, Elliot, <laughs> because, you know, I take a lot of my own pictures. Yeah. 
of yeah. myself. Yeah, okay. Repeated shots that may look the same, but, you know, AI, and I've, I've seen this before when, when Google Photos will tell me you have these duplicates, and I look at them, and it's like, hey, my eye line is not the same. You know, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> slightly off camera on this one, but my body looks the same. Yeah. So it will tell you that it's a duplicate, and it's not. It's so not how actually. intelligent can the system be, especially for, for enterprises, uh, Andy? How can a business be so sure that the system is suggesting to delete exactly a duplicate. Right. In fact, in fact, in most enterprises, there there are largely three large categories of data. Right. So um, the one category that is a big, big opportunity to delete is what we call ROT data. Right. ROT is an ROT. Right. Mm-hmm. So redundant, obsolete, and trivial data. Okay. So most enterprises have got about half of their data that's actually ROT. Right. And another one is what we call dark data. So data that we're, you know, storing, we're archiving, we're, we're backing up, but it's dark with unknown value. So, so this up, up to about 80% of, of, of a average enterprise data, um, there's, there's a huge opportunity to actually delete them. Right. So, um, and then you've just given a ver- you've just given a, uh, a good example of, of you know what we have on our phones, right? And for a lot of people, because you're not sure it's actually raw or dark, mm. you actually just keep it, right? So, which is why it's important for most enterprises to classify your data, so that in this in our industry, we'll say you can defensively delete them, right? Knowing that it is either raw or dark. So basically, you keep absolutely what is critical and what is valuable. Andy, with the push for sustainability and reporting, you know, uh, in line with certain uh, sustainability guidelines, how far do you see this going? Do you see a need for businesses to perhaps be more transparent about this particular aspect of uh, data-related emissions in that sense? Do you see more, more, more push for it, more spotlight for it? Right, yeah, I think first, um, to improve transparency, all stakeholders across organizations must be fully aligned on their vision, and there are multiple, multiple ways for uh, consumers to get a feel of a company's data management practice, right, including um, data-related emissions. Um, for example, um, if a certain organization has multiple data breaches, that could actually indicate that the company is having trouble with its overall data management strategy. Hence, it is important to you know, walk the talk. Um, many companies now include information about environmental impact of data storage in their corporate ESG reports. Um, so if there's no mention of data sustainability in a company's ESG, that could be an indicator that it's probably not a priority for them. Right? Um, today, I think with uh, software solutions and analytics tools, including AI and ML, uh, businesses can, can quite easily track key sustainability metrics across their organizations and then communicate these green efforts using the various scorecards. Right? Here at Veritas, for example, our most recent um, corporate responsibility report detailed how we actually reduce our carbon footprint by transferring our in-house data center operations to polo facilities with much greater energy efficiency. All right, Andy, thank you very much uh, for sharing those insights with us. Andy Young, Vice President and Managing Director for Asia South and Pacific Region at Veritas Technology.
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.